Welcome to the Hologram Media Club. I'm Will. Nerd! And I'm Gavin. God, what a dork. We're a book club for the 21st century. The newest wonder of the 21st century. We'll focus on sci-fi, fantasy, and speculative fiction audiobooks. Books are for squares. But we'll get into all sorts of geeky stuff. It's dorky. I'm aware that it's dorky. Each episode, we'll discuss a book, then recommend a new book to discuss on the next episode. Talk to us on any social media, or even better, join us on an episode and share your thoughts. With the nerds and the geeks? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Holograms Media Club. Tonight we will be discussing Red Dwarf, which was a British science fiction book, in addition to a television series, uh, created by Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. I'm joined tonight by Will and Gavin. Hi there. Nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, by the way. It's Aaron's birthday tonight. It is Aaron's birthday. Or all day today, it's Aaron's birthday. That's indeed awesome. The big two one. I can't think of a better way to <laughs> better way to spend my birthday than geeking out about sci-fi. So that's right. Hell yeah! So it's really it. funny because now that now that I am the age that I am, I can't either. But <laughs> twenty years ago, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. This would not have crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this is a pick that uh, you picked, right, Gavin? Yep. Yeah, this is one of my picks. Yeah, bringing us out of the darkness. yeah i had a choice of going dark or coming into the light so we came into the light although i mean it's a book about the essential extinction of the human race so there's yeah there's there's definitely a little bit of darkness here but uh (laughs) it's it's certainly leavened with humor at least yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah, very unique uh british humor i thought it was funny so and I, it was yeah. based off of the TV show, so we should say the book was written yes. after. Do you know when it, exactly was it written after the first season, or kind of in conjunction? I guess the book writers were also part of the show writing as well. Yeah, right? well, the book writers right. are the show writers. Yeah. yeah, the book writers are the creators of the show. Um, I think it was kind of written slightly after, but mostly in conjunction because the first book really sort of follows the first two seasons of the show ish. And then the second book follows like sort of the third-ish season, and then they diverge pretty hard after that. Okay, and there's, there's twelve seasons total. There's or maybe eight more seasons even ori- now. There's eight seasons, eight seasons originally, and then they did a ninth season as a three-part sort of movie because they wanted a movie deal, but nobody would give them one. And then years later, they came back and did three more seasons. So it sort of depends if you're talking on it as a whole. It's 12 or more seasons if you're talking about like the original run it's like eight with a sort of made for tv movie on the side okay and i think there were That's at cool. least so. two attempts to make an american version yeah and they never really bad. No. i think maybe <laughs> only, maybe one of them actually filmed a pilot and yeah that, that's about it you can find the pilot if you look around hard enough. You can find that pilot, but it's up there with like the Star Wars holiday special, right? It's, yeah, I mean it's fucking bad. I've it's seen not some even, stills at least from it, but yeah, it's uh, I've seen it. It's horrible. Well, they got <laughs> one of the guys from the show, Crichton, um, Robert Llewellyn, actually was invited over to be on it. Mm. So to get some OG cred, right. they brought <laughs> him over, but it was bad. It, Lister was a well. It was bad. <laughs> it was just bad, bad. It wasn't even bad. Like, hey, let's watch this. This is funny, bad. Like, no, you, no, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it stayed where it needed to stay to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. um, you want to give us a rundown on it, Will? You want to give us a 60 second summary? Sure. I think I could possibly be up for that challenge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess, yeah, before, I we, guess... before we get into it. Yeah, before we get into the meat, yeah, I have a timer that's going on Audacity. So, do you? You could do that. I got a, I got a timer right here. You got it. Give me the go ahead. Yep. Okay. We'll start in three, two, one, go. All right. Uh, Red Dwarf 
is about uh, Dave Lister, or I think Leister, possibly. The, they pronounce it in the audiobook, but uh, and Rimmer and or Rhymer, whoever Rimmer. pronounces Rimmer. it, whichever way. I'm doing killer with this so far. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're on a uh, mining ship, and they're both uh, soup, uh, like soup uh, repairmen for like machines where mm-hmm. workers go get the soup. I can't think of the word. Twenty five. But uh, <laughs> and they. Uh, I guess there's a uh, one of the characters, Leister, goes into stasis where he gets put to sleep for three million years and wakes up, and seconds. everybody on the ship has since died of a nuclear explosion, kind of that happened in the engine department. And Seven. Uh, they then go around the galaxy, Four. and he's trying to make his way back to Earth. And there's one a hologram that people are <laughs> things. I, I failed. <laughs> That's all right. It's a, oh it's, my god! Yeah, I had the. It's all right. I felt really pressured there. That's the first yeah, time. Yeah, well, it's tough. Minutes it's fast, a, yeah. right? Minutes you get on the fast. Spot. Yeah, that minute yeah. goes fast. Holy crowley. Right. I, yeah. I think um, the first 20 seconds, I didn't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> no. No. But uh, that's okay. Killer. That's the basic yeah. rundown. We're presuming <laughs> that everybody listening to this has probably read the book. If you haven't read the book or listened to the book or, or watched the show, the you really, show. Yeah. or seen a TV show, you really should go do that before we spoil all the goodies for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But it was an extremely absurd, fun <laughs> book uh, that that actually has ex- like really great sci-fi aspects as well. So mm-hmm. it has that mm-hmm. humor aspect. It's almost kind of like the office humor, like British office humor or something like that, where it's got a kind of an underlying theme of a romance going on with the main character, and <laughs> but then just crazy, really cool sci-fi ideas. Right. I remember thinking that it had. Um, sort of that uniquely British love hate relationship with bureaucracy that, uh, that you see in like Brazil. Um, that was one of the things that I thought of just from that, that angle of it, especially, you know, when it gets into, uh, Rimmer who keeps, keeps trying to pass his tests to become an officer. (laughs) Um, and you know, or, or, all of the endless forms that you need to fill out once you're dead. You know? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and they just, touch, because it's British too, there's a lot of the classism as well. Like Rimmer really looks at the upper class as a better class. Like, oh no, the officer's cigar machine might run out. We have to be prepared to handle that for them. Right. We don't have that here as much. I mean, you have some you know brown nosers and shit but not that same they are the upper crust they deserve better than we kind of thing rimmer really projects a lot of that toadying right yeah attitude yeah and that i mean you even you see that throughout with him yeah um and particularly toward the end you know he has these it's it's very aspirational for him you know he he envies it and wants to be a part of it right right whereas lister really couldn't care less no Um, not even a little bit (laughs) yeah lister is very much a uh it's it's a very uh kind of odd couple thing with the two of them you know lister just being kind of slovenly um I, i loved in the in the show when he he puts his lit cigarette in his ear and not like <laughs> yeah, not behind right. his ear, like sticking directly <laughs> in, in his, his ear. ear hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Can I get? Yeah. Uh, does the audiobook not pronounce it Leister? Am no, I off they, on they that? Don't pronounce. It. Yeah, you're. you're yeah. Just Why am I now. thinking that? I, I just listened to. I just finished it today. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was funny. listening to it today, and I no, it's, I don't it's know why Lister. I was thinking Leister. Because I was thinking, and the, I definitely pronounced Rimmer as Rimmer because I stifled a giggle every time I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think just the British accent or something, but I don't know why I was thinking Leicester. I was thinking the cats were calling him that because they had Cloister and Leicester and yeah, yeah, the their yeah the <laughs> the cat recollection of the ancestors, right? Yeah, which is that was another biting commentary. <laughs> yeah. So in addition to it, so yeah, Lister goes into the. He hatches this plot. He doesn't want to, he really doesn't want to be on this ship. He just wants to get back to Earth. And he 
brings a cat on board yeah. deliberately <laughs> so that he can get caught having done it so that he can get thrown into stasis for the remainder of the trip so that he yeah. doesn't have to because he's so miserable on the ship <laughs> right. that he just wants to, he's just like no i just he wanna. just wants it to be over yeah. but he goes and he gets a cat with a pedigree and gets it inoculated against absolutely everything known and then hides the cat because he doesn't want any harm to come to the cat either so lister's right. actually not dumb he's just lazy yeah <laughs> but he's not inherently he's not stupid no he's not at kinda, all he's and, got and, thoughtful good yeah. intentions yeah. yeah and later on you know he he demonstrates um you know, a, a willingness to actually put in some, some study and some work when it's toward a goal that he actually believes in, you know? Right. Thorium mining. When he went thorium mining, he right. went and put, said mm -hmm. he knew more about that than the, than the London Jets zero G football team. Yeah. <laughs> Bexley. <laughs> yeah. Jim Bexley speed. Yes. <laughs> That was great. He named son one Jim and son two Bexley. Yeah. I was going to name him Bexley after Jim Bexley Speed. What were you going to name your first son? Jim after Jim Bexley Speed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, it, so, he survives this accident that happens, um, which is <laughs> some kind of nuclear blast that's basically like a neutron bomb where it, you know, yeah. kills every every living thing. And I like the way that they described how stasis worked, where it's like mm -hmm. you're, you're, you exist outside of, or you, you kind of cease existing. Right. And time ceases passing for you within this area of the ship. Right. Yeah. Um, and who is it? Uh, was Rimmer. Rimmer was using it. <laughs> yeah. He was using it too. Like, you know, all of his free time he was spending in there so that he would stay younger. You to know. bank life, <laughs> yeah. he's banking banking life, yeah. Right, because he had no. And I liked his his thing too. He's like, well, if I didn't do this, maybe I would have friends. Cause he did it because he didn't have friends, and then he said, maybe if I didn't spend all my spare time doing this, maybe I would have friends, which right. he wouldn't have because he <laughs> no. was such a fucking prat. Right, but smeghead, <laughs> yeah, smeghead, yeah, smeghead. <laughs> that was who had to look up smeg. Anybody? Did we I all did. know what Smeg had what? Did you? I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. I just figured, you know, it was just, it was their it's, slang term of choice. So yeah. it's short for smegma because they could get away with saying it on British television. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Yeah. I figured, yeah. That's, so it was just a general. They, yeah, exactly. Like they just used it for everything. So yeah. Right. Whatever. Different time with showing smoking on TV and. Yeah. Like all of the sexism and stuff like that that they get into. Yeah. 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 They catch sexual politics. Can't you get canceled for that nowadays? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You don't get renewed at any rate. <laughs> I mean, there's been some well, I don't know. Well maybe. I think you can get away with a lot still. Yeah. Yeah. Just depends. Yeah. But in the uh so yeah, so the 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 bomb goes off or the, you know, the accident yeah. happens on the ship. Everyone dies except for Lister. Uh, and the computer who Holly. controls the yeah. ship, Holly, who is just <laughs> one of my favorite voices of the whole thing. Um, yeah. Uh, sets the, sets the ship flying, uh, just away from earth for about 3 million years. To the point where even his uh, 6,000 IQ begins to degrade. <laughs> and uh, and then finally, you know, after three million years, he determines it's safe and he lets Lister out of, uh, out of stasis. Everybody's dead, Dave. Everybody, yes. Everybody's dead, Dave. <laughs> Dave, everybody's dead. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead, Dave. Yes. That's the thing. My my whole family, me and my kids and Alice have all watched Red Dwarf. They like my kids grew up watching it because I watch it. Um, and that's one of the things that will run around the house saying, We'll say there's an emergency, there's an emergency going on, there's still an emergency going on, and we'll say everybody's dead. And there's just a bunch of red dwarf shit just being said throughout my house. And a lot of cat stuff. Somebody will just walk in and go, oh, I'm looking nice. And then just walk back out of the room. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a thing that happens in my house sometimes. Right. Cat is hilarious. Yeah. If I see a mirror, I'll be there for 12 I'll hours, for, baby. I'll be there for days. <laughs> 
I'm he's a great. Goon. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. So over the course of that three million years, the uh, the the pregnant cat. So the cat that he had brought on board was was pregnant. Um, yeah. Has kittens and uh, an entire <laughs> like evolution of cats takes place. Uh, cat war becoming yeah then, then a cat war and like they they eat like you know all of the uh all of the stores of like out of like you know half the ship yeah. <laughs> and, and then i loved the uh the part where one of them finally like learns to use the can opener and then uh, yeah, the, yeah the metal the metal rocks put forth alphabet yeah. spaghetti and yes. like saved saved the cat nation completely but he was like i think i can't remember if he was stoned to death or something bad happened to him because he was a or he was a her- he was listed as a heretic but he right. he figured out how to open up the tin cans and mm. it it revived it literally revived the whole of the cat species yes. from start and brought him back from the brink of starvation yeah yeah I love how both factions too left the ship and left the weak cats to like fend yeah. for themselves, and that's where the weak, the weak, and the yeah. lame, the stupid. Yeah. My cat <laughs> was a jelly brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's one part of this book that I think is the best is that it just goes places that you just completely don't expect. I think starting out, even the like, I guess the TV show, you just expect it's going to be a sitcom with two guys on a ship, and yeah, you know they're just having fun and this and that and you don't expect three million years later everybody's dead you know <laughs> right. the murder right. of the entire human race <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then like his best buddy being a hologram that's really cool too the the idea that the red dwarf has enough power to power one person only one yeah one hologram, <laughs> yeah, one, one hologram. of a dead 40 40 yeah. percent of their runtime yeah. and holly chooses that's... rimmer as the right. You know, which is during during the time that they were alive together, Lister and Rimmer could not get along, you know, for anything. They were bunkmates. Um, and Holly gives him this line that, yes, yeah, so, you know, I made all these calculations and determined that <laughs> that Rimmer was is the person best suited to to keep you company. And of course, he was lying the whole time. He just picked right. up. Yeah. You know? He just made it up. <laughs> yeah. I did a probability check. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so, I like yeah. Holly. That Holly's funny as shit. I like when Holly's going, um, going on. He has a little internal monologue about going computer senile and forgetting yes. all these things. He could remember pi to thirty thousand digits, but he can't remember who beat Swanza and knocked him out of the FA Cup in nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, which actually, I know that. <laughs> I know, I know that in nineteen sixty seven, Swansea City was knocked out of the FA Cup. Um, three to one aggregate by Manchester City. I do know that. I also know (laughs) that in 1965, Swansea City was knocked out of the FA Cup by three to one aggregate by Manchester City. (laughs) How do you know this without Red Dwarf or? (laughs) No, I, um, before I met Alice, I dated a girl that was really into her parents were from Swansea. They came over in the late sixties. So Hmm. she grew up watching Swansea City. And we used to, she wow. got me into it and we started reading each other trivia. I'm really well versed in Swansea City <laughs> trivia from when they first hit the um, the upper tier. We call it the premiership now, but the top 20 team when they got promoted from there in 1936 up until the early 70s, maybe 72, 73. I actually know an insane amount of Swansea City trivia. Like wow. their first, like their first jersey sponsor was their pub because everybody starts out a pub team, right? So their first jersey sponsor was the Sword and Robin Pub, um, and they held on to that for a couple of years, and then they got a few others. But then in the early '60s, they were the first English team to have an alcoholic beverage jersey sponsor. <laughs> which in early '60s it was rough because that was when hooliganism really started. I mean, it always <laughs> been problems, but that's when it really started, and there was this huge controversy. I'm making all this up. I googled 1960. Seven 
who knocked him out. <laughs> like I totally. <laughs> you son of a but bitch. I do know. I, I, no, I do I'm just know. sitting here with my eyes glazing over because none of it. You yeah. know. I do know that in 1965 they did get knocked out by Manchester City because I Googled it wrong first. So I do know in 67 and 65 they were knocked out three to one aggregate by Manchester City. But that's all I know. That's <laughs> the rest is bullshit. That whole story. I could be right. I don't know. I have no I idea. I don't know enough about anything. I don't even know if there's a pub called the sword and robin i don't know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but they did Swan- swansea city was knocked out by manchester city in 1967 i looked that up okay specifically for this episode <laughs> so that's the research i've done i'm gonna need you to explain that further <laughs> i didn't understand any of that <laughs> anyway we're we talking about baseball yeah no football proper football Proper football, not American throwball. <laughs> anyway, Holly makes me laugh. Holly is great. The guy that plays him in the show is Norman Lovett. He's funny as shit. He's just got that total deadpan, yeah. hangdog kind of look to him. And I think Chris Berry does a great job. Chris Berry's the one that read the book. Yeah. And he plays Rimmer on the show for if anybody hasn't done the crossover yet. Not you guys. You guys are cool. but uh, Yeah, um, all of the voices that he does are just... He's an impressionist. I, yeah. I mean, how, yeah, how could you fail? He's an impre- he. It's what he does in real life is he does impressions. That's what yeah. he's, he was known for at the time. And That's I think it's cool. funny that the like the voice that he gives Rimmer in the book is more exaggerated than the voice that he uses on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? totally. But it it, like, it absolutely works. It, he over Rimmers it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say we should put a clip here. Should we put a clip before we go on and talk about something else? Yeah, put a clip. Clip it. Okay. Yay, clip. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, said Rimmer, but the cat just rushed past us, and now he's standing here. Did you get him? said the cat to Lister. Lister turned to Rimmer. You see, something weird is happening. I was just sitting here, said the cat, just waiting like you said to wait. Then this appallingly handsome guy appeared, who was an exact replica of me, and started singing about fish. It's something to do with light speed, said Lister. Rimmer called for Holly. Holly was busy. He was busy worrying. He'd given up trying to navigate the ship at super light speed. He was fairly certain they'd already passed directly through the middle of seven planets and at least one sun. It was completely impossible to avoid them, because they only appeared on his Navicomp after the event. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome, right? <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> I think it was probably, yeah, top three favorite part for me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Very impressive. <laughs> Craig Charles, the guy that plays Lister, reads the third book. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you get a really good Lister voice. He's not as talented with voices as Chris Berry, but... He's very familiar with the voices. Right. So it's not like that's you're cool. getting somebody that's not familiar with it at any rate. And then Grant hmm. reads the fourth book. Okay. Bob Bob Grant? Doug Grant. Rob Grant, I think. Rob, Rob Grant. Yeah. That's cool. They're all people that are so, connected to it. Yeah, it's wow. all people that are connected into it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I hear the third and fourth book kind of take place at the same time, but oddly or something to that effect kind of yeah it they sort of almost parallel there's some parallel universe stuff that comes into it a bit but not was, heavy parallel universe it's it sort of yeah it's kind of it was recommended to me to read book four before three is that something that you would do i've never done it that way um you certainly can i wouldn't i would go three then four yeah, uh, three three follows the show a little bit more, and then four really kind of one and two follow the show pretty good with a whole bunch of extra detail and stuff, um, and divergent storylines and stuff. But they sort of roughly follow the show. Three has some of the things from the show in it, and then four is pretty much just on its own completely. But you could, I don't, I mean, yeah, you could read that. You could do it that way yeah. if you wanted. I don't um, think it's going to take. I don't think it's going to take anything away from it, but I don't know that it would add anything either. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Just something I had heard. I guess yeah. one thing also that's really kind of, I'm wondering, did this inspire Ready Player One? Have you guys read that book? Mm-hmm. I have read that book. Just the technology of the um, better than life game that they get into right. really reminds me of Ready Player One almost where you're <laughs> so immersed into uh, this world. I hadn't really thought of that. Just like roughly kind of the idea. Right. I was, I was like, oh man, this seems like it might have sparked the idea for that. Maybe, I'm sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think there, this, this show's book or this show and or book, its influence is far and wide. You know, yeah. I, there are so mm-hmm. many. Things. I think the the place that I felt the most influence was uh, Futurama. Yeah. That's Aaron had mentioned um, that to me and I hadn't really thought about that, but I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do see that. Yeah. I mean, just from, you know, Fry getting frozen for a thousand years, uh, we yeah. the future and then, you know, you've got the kind of the, the mundane jobs. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I the could droids see and stuff like that too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Benda. I, but so speaking of like how how it kind of goes places that you don't expect one of the one of the greatest things that I thought it pulled um was so that at some point they as they're you know approaching or passing light speed and then slowing down again they they go through the time loops and the the exchange uh you know, where, where Lister is talking to Rimmer, uh, who Rimmer is talking to the Lister that he's going to be talking to (laughs) a minute later. Like that was, that was kind of tricky in the book, but that was one of those things that when it was in the show and it was like verbatim in the show as it was in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it worked so well there when you could actually like watch them. That was good, uh, right? Yeah. That's funny you point that out. I thought that same thing. Yeah. 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 That's but, really so funny. So the, the whole thing that they go through there where it's like, um, you know, it was, it's not, it's not you that dies, Lister. It's your, it's your son or your grandson or something. And he's like, oh, well, if I'm the last living person, how am I going to have a child? Right. And then they, and then they cut to, you know, this other ship that's you know, was on this mission to cause all these supernova to spell out, you know, <laughs> Coca-Cola's life, life, life yeah. or, yeah. in, the, in the sky over Earth for six weeks or something. Yeah. Um, and and then they crash land and then Red Dwarf picks up this distress call and you think, oh, okay, so there were, you know, there were several women that survived the crash. That's that right. must be how that's going to happen. And then when <laughs> mm-hmm. they get there, no, they've been dead for millions of years too. Yeah. And they're, you know, their robot doesn't really get it that they're yeah, dead. And he's it. been trying to tend to them and <laughs> arrange this rescue and meeting for them. Yeah. And that was a, that was a great, like, you know, pulling the rug out moment that I didn't yeah. see coming. I loved it. <laughs> loved You're it. reading going, okay, I get to set up. I get to set up. Where's the pay? Oh, mm-hmm. that's oh. not the payoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're then, dealing, we're dealing with the Android version of Norman Bates. And then, <laughs> yeah. so, and then when they, they recover that ship and one of my absolute favorite things was, I think it was Rimmer going through like the, uh, <laughs> the escape pods or the the stasis pods or something yeah and it's like okay this is empty this is empty oh this one has a person who's like halfway in <laughs> and halfway out and his you know inside he's fine up right, to from like, the way from know, the waist up from the waist <laughs> up and and you think okay well here's another person who might have survived and he opens the thing and the guy looks down and immediately dies from shock yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is just such a rimmer thing right Right. like he can't even do that right (laughs) Right. yeah yeah Yeah. there was a lot of good spots uh there was that i thought it was a funny book i enjoyed it it was really funny um yeah when it kind of jumps you know for the for the last part where it you know we come to realize that you know they it kind of leaves off that okay, they're they've set off back for Earth again, and then it jumps ahead, and it's like okay, this is them in their lives back at after they've 
arrived back at Earth. <laughs> right. And, you know, slowly comes to be revealed that, okay, they're actually in the Better Than Life game. Um, and I, I thought it was a really interesting examination of the psyches of the two men of of Lister and Rimmer and you know and and Rimmer well okay so the other thing about Rimmer is when he creates a duplicate hologram of himself yeah so that he can have you know his well who else would I want to spend time <laughs> with but myself the, the, the perfect companion <laughs> but he hates himself so much <laughs> just competitive with himself right and and a liar and a cheater and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah sucking down mints not sharing mints while being mad that the other guy's (laughs) hiding candy (laughs) hiding candy yeah that was great you get the perspective of both right after each other (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that was brilliant and that's you know you come to see that even in his you know better than life existence where he has this you know beautiful supermodel Oscar-winning actress wife, uh, who even in his wildest fantasies doesn't want anything to do with him <laughs> and is cheating. Him. No, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like it shows. At least he has some self-awareness. He knows how. Well, much he, but of a he also he is. <laughs> yeah, he he yeah. doesn't think that he he you know deep down he doesn't think that he deserves any of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? right, and and then he does nothing. Like we don't see very far into it, but then he does nothing really to correct himself either. He never really just goes, "Oh, I need to work on that." <laughs> right, just, right. He's just mad that Lister has it better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah, he looks. You know, he kind of looks down his nose at at Lister's existence, like, "Oh, he's yeah. living in this, you know, little backwater town, and I've got you know this private yeah. jet and and all this." But yeah, he's <laughs> like, "Okay, but." But this is all that Lister needs to be happy. Right. You know, what's what does that say yeah. about him? What does that say about me? So I was a little I was a little surprised and very pleased that it went there. Right. You know, that it, it kind of went to that level. Right. I did like, just as an aside, when Lister found out that Juanita was cheating on him, she said uh she was throwing she was unwell. So, yes and lister and uh and rimmer comes up and he's like nita nita what's the problem she goes oh, i can't tell you, you won't understand he's like no 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 tell me tell me tell me what the problem is you can tell me anything she goes the pool boy hugo won't fuck me anymore and he goes what <laughs> and she goes he thinks that you're gonna find out and sack him and he goes well he has a point yeah <laughs> yeah i just like <laughs> before he caught himself i just i thought that was funny as shit well, and then he proceeds he has to destroy a point. his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, making sure he can't buy baked beans or shoes. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of good, a lot of good parts in that. The cat, I thought the cat was funny as shit. I think was the fantastic. cat is a the cat is a really funny character, and it and a cat, right? I mean, he really yeah. does. <laughs> He's pressing in, his suit know, with the hot iron. A couple minutes, <laughs> yeah. between uh-huh. uh, you know meals and naps. He's, yeah. he's got, you know, yeah. 80% of his day is scheduled out for sleeping. Yeah. And if I he gotta, doesn't get I enough sleep, get he won't be able to sleep. I got to I gotta take this sleep so I have enough energy for my main evening sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you have a cat. I got a cat. I know Aaron's got a cat. You got a cat, Will? No, we don't. No? Adriele's allergic, so we're- Oh, uh, okay. All right. We can't. But you've lived with cats cat. before, right? I have too. Yeah, we had a family yeah, cat you've got growing two. up. Yeah, you've got two, right, Aaron? Yeah, I love so the cat. So we all, yeah, we all understand the cat. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I, yeah. I love the cat. Respect yeah. the cat. <laughs> I think the author put a lot of clever seeds in there, just like with the cat. You know, Frankenstein. It doesn't have the payoff until later on. Even mm-hmm. the little scene yeah. with the the guy that is addicted to whatever that drug is. Like you look at it and you're addicted. Oh right, bliss, bliss, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. bliss. Yeah, him and his girl that he's taking care of that is in the better than life. It because you're right. a few chapters where you're like, I don't know where he's going with that, and then just at the end of the book that and happens, and you're like, wow, that, to, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And then I think it just amazes me. I wonder, has he written anything else? Do you know, Gavin? Uh they have written some other TV shows. Um, none of them have been as well received. Um, 
There's They're one just called, so clever. There's one called The Strangers. It's got... Um, okay, so you guys saw the first episode. The guy that played Peterson in the TV show is the guy that plays Ron Weasley's dad in Harry Potter. I can't think of the actor's hmm. name, but that's Ron Weasley's dad. That's He's funny. in a show called, I think it's called The Strangers, where they're aliens and they come to Earth and they really just don't understand anything at all. Like, kind of stranger in a strange land kind of thing. And there's this, hmm. it's funny because one of them ends up dying and they don't understand death. So they're just hauling around this dead alien body that looks oh, like geez. a human. <laughs> and it's it's like Weekend at Bernie's weekend a bit, Bernie, yeah. but funny <laughs> like, but it's not as funny funny but there is that and that's out and around and you can find bits of that but like i say that wasn't as well received as red dwarf so i do know that there yeah. was another i don't think they did much else as grant Naylor together mm. i think they've done stuff separately as well but red dwarf was really the big the big one Just for them very clever yeah. ideas like short stories almost like where he's on earth yeah. and he's the taxi driver or he you think he's a taxi driver and then you find out that he's stealing them and yeah you yes. try to make profit <laughs> right, right <laughs> and yeah. it's like a cricket where it jumps and this the one that he steals has like horrible suspension right <laughs> it's the roads just to say the in, in london in london people park anywhere they can in paris they park even where they can't yeah and then on mimus you know people park on top of the people parked <laughs> mm-hmm. anywhere yeah. <laughs> even where like, you can't. talking about the hoppers too like you could be walking down the street and get squashed by a hopper right it's just one of those things but generally all in all the hoppers made traffic better yeah traffic jams lasted months <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 at least you can get that to your destination within the year <laughs> you're right yeah, right. yeah. In the same season yeah. in which you departed <laughs> yeah i like this description they, they 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 write sci-fi, right, and comedy. I mean, obviously, right? But it's not too heavy of either. Right. And like you said, Aaron, there's a lot of other stuff in it. It's a really nice balance. It yeah. took them a very long time to get the show picked up because everybody kept saying, you can't do a sci-fi comedy. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> it will never work. Yeah, I guess and at the they, time. They, you know. they eventually got in and figured out how to do it, and they eventually had to make it work. Um and wildly successful too, like wildly successfully. So, uh, there's conventions. There's still to this day. There's Red Dwarf conventions that are not oh, quite as big as Star Wars cool. conventions, but yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like what? you said, it's it's fingerprints are are all over. Yeah, you know, so much that has come since then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was big enough too that they had a lot of guest stars. There was a lot of in the later seasons. There was a lot of people we wouldn't recognize because it's all British television people, but there was a lot of people on that show coming in for just little cameos, which is funny because you really do have just one person left in the whole human race, but you have a lot of actors on that show throughout the seasons, Yeah, which is another thing that I really like. And they made a point of it. They made a point to not have aliens. They said, we do not want to have aliens in this story. Like we're going to squash that right now and just tell everybody that the human race was fucking alone. And that's it. And you don't run into a bunch of aliens because they, they were as writers really tired of that running into an alien trope and having the Spock and having the, you know, the Romulans and all the Klingons and all that. They really wanted to avoid that. So they squashed the shit out of it. They were like, nope, human race is alone. You get a, you get a cat that evolved into a humanoid. That's it. That's it. That's what you get. And then eventually, I guess in the TV show, it took till the second season ish to where they run into Crichton because they needed a robot for something. Right. Yeah. But that's it. That's all you get. That's all you're getting. You're not getting aliens. We're not, you know, we're not doing that. And every time it comes up, we're going to fucking squash it. Like right. rumors, oh, it's aliens. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> and they tell you in the book flat out. They It took them 2,000 years to figure out after Lister left Mimas, but they figured out finally that we're alone. In all this godforsaken universe, it's just us. And yeah. they, they mentioned, they squashed the whole alien thing. I thought and that, that was cool. Yeah, I mean, that adds even more to you know, the, the solitude of Lister as the, the last yeah. human, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which actually he does remarkably well. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, at first he had problems, but once you get over good, that. Good but obviously he's got a kid. He's got kids, right? Jim and Bexley are born. So somewhere out there. 
right. somehow, yeah. Yeah. somehow <laughs> that's unless they totally renege on that timeline. That's, unless it was him inside the better than life coming out of it or something. I know Could the that answer, happen? but I've read all the books and seen the TV <laughs> stuff, so. I kept on looking for plot holes too, where I was like, oh, they're in better in life. How how are all three of them in the same right. you know, creation? But then it said that he hooked into um yeah. like the headset. Yeah. So one of them like, went oh. in to try to rescue the, the first like, one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just this chain reaction. Like, like, no, I'll be fine. I'm a I'm a hologram. I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's plot holes. There's all kinds of maybe not so much in the book, but the TV show, there's a lot of plot holes. Um they actually had back in the day. Does anybody remember VHS? Yes. <laughs> that was, Ooh. I had the VHS tapes and at the end of the tapes, they had, um, they were called the smeg ups. They had all the bloopers from that season. <laughs> and then they also had a Q and a with the guy that played Crichton, Robert Llewellyn as Robert, as Crichton, he'd sit there and he would ask some, you know, some questions from fans and stuff like, Oh, well, what about this? And then he would kind of chide them a bit. And one of the questions had to do with why did Lister have his appendix taken out twice? Cause if you watch the whole series, <laughs> that happens twice. Okay. Um, and he was like, because it's a TV show, because right. it, it's a TV show and it's not serious and it's goofy. And I had to look up to see when MST three K started because they have that in their theme song. Right. Just sit back, relax. It's just a show. <laughs> yeah. They they came out in the same year. So oh, wow. I think okay. I think that was parallel evolution. I don't think that was one riffing off the other or getting the idea from the other. I think it was legitimate parallel evolution of this whole stop taking everything so fucking seriously, you nerds. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You have a parallelism with Bob the Builder for us, don't you? I have two. <laughs> I have two. Um, come to the challenge. Come to the challenge. I heard about the six degrees of. So the one I knew instantly, um, I'm not going to use, but I will tell it to you anyway. This is one I didn't have to do any research for. I just knew this. Um, <laughs> in one of the later seasons, there's a guest actor that comes on and then he comes back in a special that's not actually a show, but it's based on another show. Lenny Henry appears twice on Red Dwarf. And we all know Lenny Henry. <laughs> we know Lenny Henry. We go to his show Chef and then we go to Lorelai King and we get to Wendy. So too we're not going to do that. That was too e like no fun, too easy. <laughs> so I had to look... The second one, and I challenge anybody to do this in less. Danny John Danny John Jules was Curtis on Bob the Builder. So one. <laughs> That's it. We're there. That's, That's all crazy. There is. He was he was a character called Curtis from 2015 to 2018 in the CGI huh. version of Bob the Builder. So that's it. That's all there is. That's, wow, that's one nice. step. But I can tell you that Danny John Jules was also in Labyrinth, the old 1986 movie. He was he did a voice in Labyrinth, um, or two. He was fairy voice four and five, I think, or three and five. But he was two voices of a fairy. He was also in The Great Muppet Caper, which is a favorite, right? Not... <laughs> not not the best Muppet movie, but definitely better than some of the newer stuff. He was credited as a, I think, street dancer. <laughs> and he was also in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah, right? So he is, yeah. But that's it. That's, that's wow. yeah, Bob the Builder Fantastic. from Red Dwarf to Bob the Builder in one. <laughs> Man, that is remarkable that we've 14 books now. We've been able to, or you guys have been able to connect it to Bob Not the Builder. Every book. How does that? We didn't start. We didn't start, well, right? It wasn't original. I think we missed bet, the first two or three. Yeah, we probably missed it, but I feel I'm like sure it, there's a way. Kind though. of started with. Well, I I remember with the peripheral because you were like, "Hey, wait, Lorelai King." Yeah, this is that was where it was like, "This is another double it up or something." That was, I think, that was yeah. It was like okay, after that, it was like okay, we have to do it, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like as a, a as a you know a book with a parallel sort of British TV show, 
I'm not at all surprised that there was a, a very easy yeah. connection for this one. Yeah. No, actually I thought about goofing <laughs> I thought about goofing on it too and starting with Danny John Jewel Danny John Jules and then cir- using all six degrees to circle all the way <laughs> back, back to around <laughs> to Danny John Jules. But I ran out of time. I didn't have time. I thought that would have been a fun way to do it. Um, just but make no, a I, drum out of it. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, just a big Robert Rossi to get itself. Just Danny <laughs> John Jules <laughs> in a giant spiral as far down as you can see. Into it's the Danny US. John Jules all the way down. <laughs> it is the whole way down. Which, okay, so Danny John Jules is the cat in the show. And here's just a fun story about how he got the part his dad he he borrowed a one of the pink suits in the show you see him wear is actually his dad's old suit or a, or a similar suit at any rate so he had this he had this his dad's old zoot suit it was hot pink and he got the he, he was a dancer he was a professional dancer before he was on red dwarf i think he still is as a matter of fact um accomplished fairly accomplished dancer um he was asked to come in and audition for the cat and he showed up late i don't mean 10 or 15 minutes late he was hours late for his audition but he did not know it so he walked into the place having full confidence that he was there and he was on time and he was ready to be seen and he walked in in a pink zoot suit with all the confidence in the world and they were like okay he's late but he really is perfect right so and that's how that's how he ended up getting the part because he had he had and that's how a cat would do it too. That's how a cat would have done it. A cat yeah. would have walked in in his own damn time mm-hmm. and just shit in the middle of the floor Stroll in front of everybody, in. been like, "There we go, what's yeah. up? I got the job, right?" And he did that. That's exactly what he did, and that's how he landed the job. That's fantastic. So I thought that was really funny. I thought that was yeah. I also liked the uh, the story of how uh, Craig Charles ended up becoming Lister. Which was yeah. that when uh, when Grant and Naylor had written the uh, you know the show or whatever, and that they sent it, to, they asked him to to look at it because they were concerned that the character of Cat was a like a racist caricature. Right. And I remember, like, I messaged you, like, having just just listening to it, being like, I can't decide if Cat is is racist or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah. he loved it so much. He was like, can I, you know, I, I want to do this with, can I be on this? You know? Yeah. 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 So. And then Chris Berry, I think came on, I think he was going for Lister originally and they offered him Rimmer, but I might be wrong on that, but <laughs> yeah, everybody's the first great. episode. It seems like it, they're filming it in like somebody's backyard, like, bedroom or something like that studio or something like just a couple of kids like together (laughs) experimenting well they had they had no budget right they had they were an experimental show everybody just kind of gave them a season to just kind of get them to stop bothering them to try to make the show so they were given what is it six episodes i think yeah. Eight episodes. I think it's six episodes six. on the first season. Yeah. So they were given six episodes and they were told, okay, just fuck, fuck off and go over there and do your thing. Just play. <laughs> and it took off. So the first couple huh. seasons, and then you can start seeing sets get developed and more music and more. They do some outside shots and stuff like that. They actually go around and start and then they end up in a big studio in Manchester which apparently was a really bad disaster because Craig Charles and Danny John Jules liked to go out at night drinking <laughs> and they'd come back the next day. They actually had like Wranglers to bring them back in. And really? They were, well, they were young and like to party and everything. Um, Those yeah, are the two that played Leicester and, Lister, or Lister and Cat. Leicester and Kate. I'm just going to keep calling him Leicester, damn it. Leicester and Kate, yes. Leicester in my mind. Yeah, uh, Craig Charles is Lister and Danny John Jules, the cat. Yeah, they went out and uh, and partied quite a bit, apparently, and did a lot of their scenes hungover. <laughs> so I would say definitely recommend uh, watching at least an episode or two if you're going to read the book just to get an idea for these characters. It, usually, yeah. you don't have to do that. Like, I prefer not to like watch the movie right away but uh, something about these two together kind of really reminded me of neverwhere i got that feeling um oh yeah Uh just that british undertone i guess yeah yeah i think i made a point to 
to finish listening to it before I started the show, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, I did it it's you could you could do time. it any yeah however you want to do it. It's all yeah, it's all yeah. good. I think the the Chris Berry does such a good job with the voices that he really captures the actors and right and yeah the, it, the so stuff that goes on with the book is more either about, one will feel familiar totally yeah absolutely the other. I don't yeah. I don't think I don't think you have to I watched the show originally I found the show through well through Doctor Who because it would on. PBS on Saturday nights. They showed Doctor Who if you waited long enough. Red Dwarf was one of the shows they showed before that. See, so, yeah, yeah, we used to watch that. We used to watch Doctor Who in college, and I can't remember ever right. seeing Red Dwarf on before it. Well, it also depended. That was my local. It wasn't the yeah. big PBS. It was my local Maryland public television. Yes, yeah, yeah, we were watching MPT. So, yeah. But, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, right. So and it wasn't an, an all the, the right time, but yeah. it wasn't an all the time thing either. It would it'd be there for a year and then it'd be gone for a couple of years and it would come back again. It was just kind of whatever MPT could afford at the time. Yeah, so, I feel like it was half the time it was uh, red green. Was, was the other thing that was green. yeah. Like, I met him. I actually have a picture of me floating around somewhere. He <laughs> nice. came to a hardware store down the street here. He's a, he's a little weird in real life. Like, somebody recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh. now the show is on Dave TV, or most recently they yes, it's a yeah. British channel, and they named it after Lister. They named it after Lister. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's yeah, it's cool. like a yeah web web TV web web show. All, it's all definitely got show. a cult following yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. There, well, I don't want to spoil anything in later episodes in case you guys get into it, but I will say there's a vehicle very much like Starbug in it that I really really want. Now you have to watch like season, I think it's in season nine. Oh, it is. It's season nine. <laughs> it is. It's season nine. The little made for TV movie is actually worth watching, which <clears throat> so the <laughs> Grant and Naylor didn't base this off of Blade Runner, but this was inspired by Blade Runner okay. in a really strange roundabout way. But the Blade Runner was what got them talking about doing something and Red Dwarf is what came out of that. Nice. Season season 9 is like a movie. It's three episodes. It's like a half hour each or maybe a little like 40 minutes or whatever. So it's basically a movie. That is a tribute to Blade Runner. It is the Red Dwarf version of oh, wow. Blade Runner. So <laughs> it's very it's it's not quite as funny. It has some funny moments, but it has some serious moments too, but it really you'll recognize it as the Red Door version of Blade Runner. So nice. even if you're not interested in watching the rest of it, watch that because that can be watched as a standalone thing. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, not quite as funny as the early episodes, but it's, it's good. I think a lot of people panned season nine. Season 10 is one of the funniest fucking seasons I've ever seen of all of Red Dwarf and some of the funniest <laughs> television I've ever seen. Season 10 is my favorite. Nice. There's a new so. lister as well in the later seasons that right there's not the same actor that plays him the whole time no i just see it like on the cast listing it says new lister (laughs) really i don't know maybe in like the newest maybe i'm not aware of that that's interesting i know that uh holly changed at some point yes because there was a disgrace and it was actually a woman yeah later hilly hilly yeah (laughs) although they kept calling her holly yeah yeah. Yeah. Holly looks so familiar to me. I don't the actor that plays him. Norman Love it. Just his yeah. yeah, I don't know why his face just looks like I've seen him before in something else. It's just one of those faces. It just, yeah. yeah, it's just that every man. British kind of, common British face face. <laughs> right. <laughs> just that, that normal hangdog kind of Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He apparently wasn't easy to deal with either. <laughs> that yeah, that was what I gathered <laughs> and why yeah. why he was replaced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he he has he has some very introspective interviews later in his career. <laughs> Not necessarily apologizing, but going, Okay, I I totally get it. <laughs> like, I, wow. I understand. <laughs> so there's a lot of um there's a whole bunch of uh, all the all the the whole show has a really great cast commentary for it. If you're into the commentary track thing, you can track down 
it's really fun to watch the cast or listen to the cast while you're watching the show. I find a lot of enjoyment in those things, but nice. That's I'm a huge nerd too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't be here if we weren't. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> who, who am I, mean, I telling I'm a nerd? Celebrating right. Aaron's birthday. That's right. Exactly. Celebrating Aaron's birthday. Hey, I know for a fact Aaron's a geek enough to be playing Dungeons and Dragons on Saturdays. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's legit. I know that because I was playing too. <laughs> Are you guys are in the same group or different? Uh, no, actually, you do same an group. online thing or yeah. Well, Aaron's playing online because he's lives an hour away and thinks driving two hours to play Dungeons and Dragons isn't worth the effort. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shame. <I'm>, Shame. <laughs> I totally maybe, get it. Maybe would, for future games, but yeah. We'll see. Yeah. No, that's no. We play. Uh, it was our first session this last Saturday. So Aaron is uh, playing too a cool. cleric gnome. <laughs> um, cleric forest gnome. Excuse me. And I'm playing mm. a half orc barbarian. Mm-hmm. Half orc barbarian. Half orc barbarian. Yeah. Who's a nice. vegan? I'm a vegan. <laughs> I'm playing a, a uh, cleric gnome named Wilf because yes, Wilf. Uh, right. because yeah. I'm connecting remotely by uh, by wheeling. That's board, right. So so yeah. Wilf, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Holy shit! That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty funny. Peripheral so. style. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So we got to get back into that book too eventually. I do. I want to get into the. He's not done writing the third yet, right? No, he's not. That'll be another year or two probably before that's At out. At least, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So. So yeah, at some point we'll we'll get back to the get back to uh agency, which is the yeah. second book. I yeah. Um, I however, that is that. not my pick for I was gonna one. say we're talking about mm-hmm. other books now, and it's mm-hmm. Aaron's pick. So Yeah. So Oh snap. Our next uh episode uh, in honor of the upcoming movie, which I know at least Gavin and I, and probably Will, are very <laughs> excited about, uh, we're going to be doing yes. Dune Fuck by yes. Frank Herbert. Yes! Um, Fuck yeah. And because the movie is only covering the first half of the book, and because the book itself is, number one, is very long, and number two is very neatly divided into two halves uh for the next episode we are going to cover the first half of do awesome and then we'll have a little interlude and we'll do another book that uh i think will has in mind for october for spooky season possibly <laughs> and yes uh, and then we will come back and cover the second half because i think it uh if you know, if you if you want to try to talk about all of Dune, it's going to be a very long conversation, <laughs> and I think it's worth it. But I think it's yes. you know worth breaking that out into uh, into a couple sessions. So, and I think you have not read Dune yet. Is that correct, Will? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I, okay. It's another uh, yeah. book actually that I started and couldn't get myself into, it, and I just have not returned back to it. I think when I started, I was just. Uh, having trouble with the, some of the terminology that he gets into. Yeah. I think he dives into it right away. You I mean, it's a similar story in. with Gibson yeah. where I, I couldn't get back into Neuromancer yeah, just right. because of how lost you are right off the bat. And I think um, just probably too young to really push myself through it. And like, I just didn't ha- not have the experience behind my belt right. to, yeah. to, to say, stick with this and i wasn't i didn't have anybody that recommended it to me either so i was just kind of off on a whim uh, right reading it and didn't have a support group right, right, right. so i'm yeah. really excited <laughs> to, it's a dense to, book uh, and it, it does he dumps you in he doesn't there's no there's no tutorial in it like like you say it's like gibson you just get dumped in that fucking universe and it's like yeah you pick up on the language as you go and this is like i've i've That's read cool. it once so okay Okay. Yeah, there it nice. will awesome. definitely be. Um, I'll hopefully be getting a lot more out of it this time than I did the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, like yeah, I found, I struggled a lot more with the first half of the book than I did with the second. Um, and I I liked the second half a lot more, but I'm hopeful, and I think it's be just because, like you said, there was a lot of the first half that 
you know, the, the family politics and keeping track of who everybody is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was, was difficult for me the first time through. Um, it's not an easy book. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Have you but, guys seen the Lynch movie? Yes. Have I saw that? that. I saw that like probably whenever it came out, when it first came out on VHS. I remember okay. seeing that at my grandparents' house. Like, okay. Way too young to process and just know like anything yeah, like, except I, like there's some dude with some blue eyes, cod piece, and right. whatever That's the right. fuck was That's going right. on with Baron Harkonnen's skin. Right, which, like that. That was just burned into my brain. I was so grossed out by. I'm still grossed <laughs> out. By <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, have you seen it? Will? Have you? No, seen I have. It? I have no recollection. Okay. Uh, no uh, experience at all. I pretty much have kept myself away from it on purpose. There have been okay. times where I've been really tempted to watch, and then I'm like, no, I just want, I want to read it first. Definitely read so, the book first. Don't even like do the first half and then watch the first half of the movie because the the movie is not that good a representation <laughs> of the book. Okay. And I'm not saying anything new. I'm not saying anything anybody else will tell you. I enjoy the movie. I actually have it's, a four it's hour, absolutely I, worth watching. I have yeah. a four hour fan edit of it, like, and I watch that regularly. I watch that probably two two times a year, or I put it on two times a year. I won't say I watch it two times a year, but I put it on two times a year. Yeah, um, it is. It is I'm definitely a, the sort of thing, though. Like, if you you know, if you were supposed to read the book for the class. And you watch the movie instead, you would fail the test. That like, is it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher would accuse you of not only not having read the book, but having read the wrong book. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is a hundred percent worth watching. It's totally worth watching. Yeah. Have you seen the sci-fi channels miniseries? I have, not. I have not. That's that's also after after we read this, you guys should track that down. And yeah. You don't have to. I'm not telling anybody how to live their lives, but it <laughs> they did a really good job. With the book, and considering I, I heard it that was that a, one was much more faithful, almost to the point of being maybe a little bit too much so, it was a little to some slavish, degrees. But yeah, yeah, uh, there was just no money for budget, or You're there was right. no budget for like scenery or anything. A lot of it is like drop cloths painted like a desert in the background, <laughs> yeah, which is really yeah. unfortunate. But it really is a good one. But the Lynch one is totally worth watching. Just don't watch it until after you've read the book read the whole book and then watch it if you're interested because there is some neat stuff watching the harkonnens torture people really drives home how nasty they are and that skin condition like you say is still difficult to watch yeah that's it's hard and i have no clue what you're talking about well (laughs) fortunately fortunately so the movie (laughs) starting tomorrow we could start reading the book which is good i actually just started starting tonight I just started a Terry Pratchett book. I'm on Lords and Ladies <laughs> now. So as soon as I get done with that, I'll start doing. Which one are you on? Lords and Ladies. Lords and Ladies. It's a is witch's that, book. How far is that after? It's book. Uh, I want to say it's book 14. 14. Dang. Did you skip ahead or have you been nope. reading them in order? No, I've been going in You're order. really slaughtering me slaughtering yeah but i also don't do anything else i don't listen to podcasts i don't i was gonna say i've been on this podcast talking bay 97 i think it's called that it's all about uh this guy that interviews famous star wars you were telling me about that that personalities like really good uh like the people that were in the uh, puppets or just like i mean he interviews like really major people yeah like make makeup artists and shit like that but not like the stars of the movies right like billy d williams son oh cool he interviewed um who was like a stand-in for billy d okay and uh but some of the uh, never like anybody like super major right but But the people that actually built the movie yeah, everybody that's behind the scenes. I mean, there's some really right. interesting stories that he has. It's called Talking Bay 94. Okay, right. And he does a great right. job. I'm always like uh, honored to be a listener because the questions he asks the the people that I feel like uh, uh, like a good percentage of the people he's interviewing go, "Oh, I've never been asked that question before." That's cool. Um, you know, I'm just I'm really happy that you asked these type of questions. Like he just nails it. So That's awesome. Fully nice. recommend. But anyway, what when does Dune the movie come out? October twenty second. 
20 seconds. <laughs> I like that we both do that without looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that because I'm going to see it on the 22nd. I'm going to see it on the 23rd. And I'm going to see it on the 20. I'm going to the theater multiple times for this movie. Yeah. I really am. I am yeah, absolutely he, going. He has explicitly stated he's only going to make the next one if the first one does well. Yeah. So, yeah, we need yeah. to make sure that it does we well. We need to make sure that it does well. And it's not the kind of movie that you're going to want to watch at home. It's right. going to be like watching Fury Road, which is absolutely one of my top favorite movies. But watching it at home sucks. Just like, there's the just, it's just the scale of the actual screen and just the, the transparency of the light is just something special that you just don't get at home. I don't, there's just something, the sound and the, the, to everything but it's not just a scale of the thing but there's something i find with the actual light on the screen that just there's just something that just makes it so much more real and i don't right. want to miss on that i want to see it assuming that i'll never get another chance to see it in the theater again i'm gonna go get my fill as much as i can so but there's a lot of dune if you get into dune there's a lot of dune out there to be had. <laughs> you can you can <laughs> You can consume a you lot. You can gorge dune. yourself. Yeah. You can gorge yourself <laughs> on dune. Uh, yes. 100 hours plus. Easy. It's out there. Oh, way oh easy. Over. easy. Way over. Yeah. Herbert, Frank Herbert probably has 100 hours just in the first six. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the first Actually, one probably, probably just the first three. At least probably 30. The first, yeah. 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 The first three books is probably almost 100 hours. Yeah. Very cool. Got a whole world to explore. Oh, Looking dude, forward to he, it. He can create a world. We'll talk about it soon, but he can create a world. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, Red Dwarf was a check in my book. I would, like I said, I can't wait to get into them, the next three. So Yeah, this is recommend to anyone, basically. <laughs> you know, like, like you said, unless you're the last human on Earth and you don't like being followed around by a holographic prat right it's, it's a book for you it's pretty much right yeah. yeah and i think even then maybe yeah <laughs> yeah at least no, you I can did, identify I, right yeah exactly <laughs> i'm glad you guys like it i've i've loved red dwarf for years and years and it's a it's one of my comfort movies or comfort shows when i'm sick yeah it's, so. i definitely appreciated the uh the prod to it because it's like i said it's one of those things that i have known of for so right. long and have heard talked about in, in, you know, reverent tones. Yeah. And, right. uh, I get it now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Definitely. Excellent. Loved cool. it. Well, another episode in the books for the hologram media club. Yep. And, uh, we'll be here in a few weeks with Dune by Frank Herbert. The first part of Dune. The first part. Part one. First yes, part. right. Yeah. The first yep. part. So read up to f- part one if you want to be in the yep. know next episode. Yes. Yep. Do your homework and uh, we'll yeah. see you back here then. Sounds good. All awesome. Right. Later. Later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>